Hello and welcome to the Up and Running Podcast. My name is Paul Ventura and I am your host. This is episode number 36. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing two really great runs that you can do when you're visiting the city of Tucson, Arizona or Laguna Beach, California. don't often run in the desert, but this time I had an opportunity to do just that. So, on a work trip recently, like I mentioned, in Tucson, Arizona, I came across Sabino Canyon. Sabino Canyon has over 30 miles of trails that you can explore, and they range from beginner to moderate to difficult levels. And this being my first time, I chose to do a 7-mile out-and-back run. So typically, when I'm new to a trail or generally an area, I like to find out and back routes or loops just to minimize the chance of myself getting lost. This run is great because you start on a paved road that's used for the tram that they have there at the Sabino Canyon Recreational Area. And these trams actually ride and take you into the canyon itself. So this paved area is what you start on. It's very nice, very easy. Um, There's not a tremendous amount of rocks or anything that you're trying to navigate. And so the terrain is paved all the way out, giving you a choice of running on pavement or gravel all the way. The first mile is a slight grade and it gently ascends over about a two mile distance. The elevation gain on this run was 561 feet and it took me a little over an hour to complete. I didn't see any on my run, but the trail is home to Gila monsters. Now, that would have been pretty cool if I had seen one or a couple, but unfortunately not this time, maybe next time. A lot of people have reported seeing them, so if you go to all trails or any of the trail running websites that you can look up, you will find Sabino Canyon on there and you'll see a lot of people talking about the Gila monsters that they've seen out on the trail. I have to say that this run does not disappoint, which I'm very glad to report. As you start this run, you see large saguaro cactus. So these are those huge cactuses that you you see in postcards and in movies and they're everywhere. They're really cool. 
and you also see beautiful sweeping views of the desert native plants, including sycamores and cottonwoods and soaring rock walls above you. So that's probably the biggest thing that I remember from the run. I did go early in the morning and the sun had not come up yet and I was doing so to beat the heat. Um, when I started my run, it was about 55 degrees and when I ended my run, you know, it was in April. So it didn't get that warm because it was very early. I would probably say it got to well, probably 70, degree, 70 degrees in the sun, maybe a little warmer than that. But it is absolutely stunning when you're in the canyon and you're running because as you look up, there's just these massive rock walls all the way around you. And then as the sun was starting to come up over the top of those, you just see all these different color hues of uh, you know browns and earth tones all around you. It's really, really cool. I am posting pictures on my Instagram account. And also for those that may not know, I have changed my Instagram account to Up and Running Podcast. Uh, Run with Paul is still there, but I'm going to be using Up and Running Podcast to start putting all the news and information about the episodes I'm doing on there. So you'll also see pictures that I'm referencing about Sabino Canyon there as well. So some of the other things that you'll see as you're on this run is you'll come across a series of several stone bridges. And these bridges are surrounded by pools of water, not something you'd expect in the desert. So it's pretty cool. I recommend going early, like I mentioned that I did, just to beat the heat. And, you know, you won't be out there generally, from what I experienced, uh, by yourself. There are people out there, um, out and about. And a lot of these people get started even before light. So they're out there with headlamps and flashlights and things like that. So... I found it to be, um, you know, a welcome site just to see other people out there early. In terms of cost, the day fee for use of the park is $8. You can purchase a pass online. They recommend that you print it and you put it on the dashboard of your car. And that makes it easy once you get into the parking lot there. And there is a lot of parking. So parking is not an issue when you park your vehicle. And then you have the use of the entire park. And if you want to go out there for you know 10 12 mile run you can do that there's a lot of trails to explore and you get definitely um, it's worth your while it's worth the eight bucks um speaking of distance how far away is sabino canyon from tucson the city proper it's about 11 miles away so it's not that far and if you happen to be in the catalina foothills area it's literally about 15 minutes down the road um, from everything in, in the Catalina foothills area. So pretty much right there. So a really, really wonderful run to do. Um, you're definitely going to want to keep your phone charged and have that um, just because you're probably going to want to take quite a few pictures. And uh, I did not do it on this run, but there is another trail that is called Seven Falls, and it is a series of waterfalls. Um, not very tall waterfalls that you might see in, in some other like kind of like national parks. Um, but these pools are pools when there is water that a lot of people stop and swim in. That's what I've read, that people stop and they swim in these pools and they get some relief from the heat. Um, so that sounds like um, another really great thing that I could do next time. 
Now, moving away from the warmth and the heat of the desert, I'm taking you to another really great run, this time in Southern California and specifically in the city of Laguna Beach. Now, Laguna Beach is, it goes without saying, very, very famous. Uh, made so by a popular show that was on a few years ago. So many of you um, know a lot about Laguna Beach from seeing it on that show. And so this is what I am calling the Treasure Island Run. Now, I did not name it uh, Treasure Island because that name was already the name of the beach that is in Laguna Beach. And this particular run that I'm going to kind of map out is something I did, and it's a five-mile run. And so Laguna Beach is always a beautiful place to run. You've got the sand, the sun, and something it's also known for, tide pools. This run begins on Pacific Coast Highway, where you can find parking and free spots along PCH, and a little spot that's a good spot to get some parking is right before a street called Nye's Place. So there's a Ruby's Diner on the left-hand side if you're traveling southbound on Pacific Coast Highway. And there are some free spots there just across from Ruby's Diner where you can get some free spots. And I do recommend that you get there early because this is a very popular spot and those parking spots fill up pretty quick. So what you will do once you find your parking spot is you're gonna make your way to the Montage Resort. And you can look up the Montage Resort um, on the internet, take a look at what it looks like. You really can't miss it. Uh, it's, it's pretty prominent just off Pacific Coast Highway. And then what you'll do is as you enter the driveway there towards the resort, there's a path on the right and it will take you down a series of stairs that leads you down towards the south end of the hotel. And then just beyond that is what is called Treasure Island Beach. Once you're on the beach, make a quick right and you'll quickly come to a series of tide pools. And these are absolutely beautiful. This entire area is stunning. So have your camera charged, have your phone charged. If you have a GoPro, bring it. You definitely want to take some still photos and some video here. Now, because this is pretty much like right at the beginning of the run, you know, you might want to just check some of the stuff out, jog through there, um, you know, because it's extremely tempting to just stop on your run and take a look at everything. Or what you could do is you could kind of just take a look, survey the area, and then come back towards the end of your run since your car is already kind of parked over here in this general area. And you can kind of hang out there towards the end of your run. So as you are headed towards these tide pools, and again, you cannot miss it because there will be people over there. Sometimes they have some tour groups. They're not that big, these tour groups. Um, but they are actually there and they're taking a look at the tide pools and what is in the tide pools. And what would you see in the tide pools or could you see? You can see anything from small crabs to sea urchins to starfish, sometimes small fish, um, you name it. There's a lot that does end up in those tide pools and it is pretty cool to watch and look at. So just be on the tide pools 
is a rock cave. You can't miss it. It is literally cut out of the rock. There's sort of a cliff there and they've carved out a rock cave that you can actually walk or even run through. And beyond that is another beach. So like I said, it's really tempting to stop and take some selfies. So do, do that if you want. I did. If you don't want to do that at that moment, all you got to do is take a quick left away from the tide pools and continue running down the beach because there's quite a bit of beach ahead of you going the opposite direction. Now this will lead you on your run to a stretch of beach that is really, really peaceful. And you'll also find that there's hardly any people there because for the most part on this part of beach, there are cliffs that lead to people's homes that are resting on the cliffs above. So there's really not a lot of people there. Um, some of the people who are down there are, are locals who have made their way down some of the stairs there to kind of just hang out on the beach. The other reason that it's not that crowded is because um, if you're actually making your way from um, the montage down to the beach, it would be a bit of a distance to walk. You're talking about a mile, mile and a half. But obviously, when you're running, that's not much, right? You can you can cover a lot of ground when you're running, and this being a five-mile run is really just the beginning of it. Now, as you continue on down the beach on your run, you'll eventually come to a point where you can't keep going. And that's because there's a large cliff bluff that goes out into the ocean. And just on the other side of that is what is called Table Rock Beach. So at that point, you do have to turn around. You're coming back the way that you came. And what you can do at that point is you can make your way up. You'll see a ramp. So you're going to travel about a mile, mile and a half. And then you'll see a ramp. And then you will also see a park. And that park is called Treasure Island Park. And you can take that all the way up back up to Pacific Coast Highway. And you can head southbound. So as you head southbound on Pacific Coast Highway... You can do that until you come to 7th Street. Once you come to 7th Street, you'll, if you look across the street, you'll see a hospital there. And you can turn around at that point and head all the way back to your start point, staying, if you'd like, on PCH, which makes it a um, nice, easy run all the way back. And this run, just in general, is an absolutely, I've said it before, stunning run. So again, be prepared to have your phone ready, your your pictures, and what are some of the things that you would be seeing that you would want to take pictures of? You would have great shots of the ocean. You'll come across great views of cliffs, the local beach plants and the flowers, and there is quite a lot of color there. And again, those tide pools. So um, if you really kind of want to get a feel for it, just go to Go to Google, type in Treasure Island Laguna Beach, and you will see what I'm talking about. It's absolutely outstanding the way, um, the beauty of it there. So now that I've shared these two runs in two very different places from one another, from the desert to the sea. So I talked about Sabino Canyon in Tucson, Arizona, more specifically in the Catalina Foothills area. A wonderful run there to do, a seven-mile out-and-back run that I did just a couple months ago. And then a run that I did not too long ago as well in Laguna Beach. So I hope you enjoyed 
these two ideas for some runs when you're in these two places. It's crazy. And now it's time to talk about something everybody loves, and that's really great food. And this, as you know, is my segment called That's Crazy Good. So now I'm going to share the great food that I had a chance to try. My wife and I went over to Boss Cat Kitchen and Libations. It's a new place in the city of Orange, California. This location has been open for just a little over a year. And it is located in the historic part of Orange, California, which is known as the Orange Circle. This restaurant occupies where the former landmark Rod's Liquor Store used to be. So those of you who are from the area, you exactly know what I'm talking about. The owners did keep some of the nostalgic pieces that made that landmark so famous, which Part of was the old gas pump. So when you go into the restaurant, you do still see the old gas pumps kind of intermixed right there by some tables. But they do fit. They actually go kind of cool with the overall theme. And then the ice machine that used to be a fixture at Rod's Liquor Store is still there as well, right there on the wall. And it's pretty prominent. But the uh, new owners have done a very good job of integrating it into the new space. So let's talk about food. So I ordered to start for us the California onion dip. Now let me tell you this onion dip is crazy good. Oh, it is so good. It's amazing. So what's it made with? Well, they start by using ricotta cheese. Then they do cream cheese. And then they do cipollini onion confit it's served with pretzel balls that are cooked in duck fat so you can imagine how rich those pretzel balls are oh wow it is crazy good so it's a great thing to start the night with which we did now let's move on to the entrees so the entree that i am going to talk about is what i ordered because I think I can best talk about what I ate. And that was the butcher's pork chop. So what is the butcher's pork chop? This pork chop was huge. And it came covered in a sweet and sour glaze. So it really kind of had almost like an Asian fusion flavor to the pork chop. Which I liked a lot. It was served on a bed of jalapeno polenta. So if you like polenta, which I do. Um, it's kind of like potatoes. Um, but it had a tiny, tiny bit of a kick to it. Um, not overpowering at all with the jalapeno, but it, it was definitely something different, which I liked. I also got a side of their leafy Chinese broccoli, broccolini, which is uh, garnished by garlic, Meyer lemon, and fresh grated Parmesan. So basically those were the greens that I got. 
and it, it was just amazing. It was crazy good. It was such a good dish. Um, the portions are large, so you know I ended ordered that. My wife ordered the pasta with shrimp. She said it too was amazing. So the portions were large, so we did not have room to order dessert, but. Um, we will definitely be coming back to Boss Cat Kitchen and libations and definitely having um, some of their dessert because one of the things that caught my eye was they have bread pudding on the menu. And I'm a big fan of bread pudding, um, definitely carb-based. So anything carb-based as, as someone who runs, I absolutely love to devour. So uh, we had um, our first experience there. It was very good. Um, the word libations obviously refers to what they have to drink. So they have over 200 different whiskeys on on the menu. Um, so, you know, if you're a fan of whiskey or bourbon, they have um, a lot to choose from there. And one of the eye-catching things that you see is when you're walking uh, into it, they have all these golden bird cages. But there are no birds in the cages, uh, but there are bottles of whiskey and a lot of them. So uh, their decor is very cool. It's, uh, you know, I used to live in Austin, Texas, so it kind of reminds me of uh, some of the decor you see with natural woods and dark woods and uh, combination of those different finishes all around. And uh, what else would I say about, uh, well, they have uh, quite a few TVs in there too, so you, you will not miss the big game. If you're coming in, that is definitely there as well. Um, but the ambiance is, is kind of a, a casual ambiance, I would say upscale casual, um, but really, really, really nice. I liked it a lot. I definitely will be going back and, um, you know, you don't need a reservation, but I would recommend it just because it's busy and a lot of people are trying this new spot out. They have another location that they're going to be um, opening real soon in Irvine and the original location is in Newport Beach which I've just learned they'll be moving the Newport location to the new Irvine Lakeshore location, which is just off the 405 freeway. So there you have it, folks. If you want to try a new place, um, go down to the City of Orange or their original location in Newport Beach and try Boss Cat Kitchen and Libations. I think you will really enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Up and Running Podcast, where I brought to you a couple of new places to run and try some uh, new routes and also the great food of Boss Cat Kitchen and Libations. You can find my Instagram at Up and Running Podcast. Uh, my former uh, Instagram is still up, Run Wit Paul. That's R-U-N-W-I-T-P-A-U-L. So you can still see content there, but you will see that I'll be posting many more things and keeping alerts and notifications and news coming about upcoming episodes on Up and Running Podcast. Um, that is my new Instagram uh, page or handle. So with that, I will let you all go and enjoy your next run.